This is episode number 77 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Standard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. So this week, I'm continuing the series on my favorite leadership books and business books. And if you recall, I, I, I think I mentioned last week that when I first started in business, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have somebody to guide me through the processes. So I made a lot of mistakes. And and uh, uh, the, a lot of the books that I'm kind of covering here on this series are things that help me get out of a tight spot or help me build my business more effectively or help me you know, break through that first million dollar barrier when, 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 it when I struggle with that for a while. So hopefully that can help you as well. Uh, so if you recall, two weeks ago, when I started the series, we covered a few of my favorite leadership skill books. So those are things that we can do to be perceived by others as being a better leader, you know, people skills, leadership skills, that kind of thing. And then last week, we covered books on the leadership mindset, you know, and I mentioned that you, you kind of have to think differently. If you want to be a, a leader, you have to think like a leader to, to be a leader. And those books that I covered last week are ways to help you kind of do that. This week, I'm covering a couple of books about personalities and how to build a great team around you. Uh, this is pretty critical because if you're, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're just starting to build your team, these these books can be really, really helpful and help you pick the uh, uh, quality people around you and help find folks uh, to add on to your team that kind of make up for your deficiencies. They have a different strength or a different skill set. So, um, so we'll cover that. And then I'm also going to give you a number of books, the, really the absolute best books that I've ever found to help you sell your ideas. Um, a lot of these are books about selling. So if you are not a salesperson, don't discount them though, because a lot of the things that salespeople do when they're trying to persuade people are things that you probably want to do when you're trying to persuade your boss to buy into something or try to persuade uh, your team members uh, to think differently or do something differently or persuade the board of directors for your company to do something differently. So it's all selling. We're always selling our ideas and selling concepts. Uh, by the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to the High Impact Leaders podcast and make sure to rate the podcast. Leave me a, a review wherever you download the show. And if you have questions for me or comments, you can always tweet me at Doug Stannert or contact me via my website at leadersinstitute.com. So the next couple of books in the series are my best books for leadership about understanding others and building the best teams. Um, one of the most fascinating studies in the area of leadership is the study of different personalities or personality temperaments. Uh, and, and so if you've, ever, if you've never done a study on this or if you've never read any books about personality temperaments or taken you know, those, um, the, uh, the tests like the Myers-Briggs or the DISC profiles or any of that kind of stuff, um, you, you may have had situations in your past where 
you had a conversation with someone and just felt really frustrated. In fact, a lot of time, every almost every single time that you're communicating with that person, you felt frustrated, or maybe the opposite has happened where you met somebody and felt instant rapport with that person. So the books in this section are some of the best leadership books that kind of explain why you're having those feelings or why those things are, are happening when they do. Um, the first one is a book called Personality Plus by Florence Litauer. And I first read this book over 20 years ago. And since then, I've probably encountered, I'm, I'm guessing, dozens and dozens and dozens of personality temperament books and systems that are out there. And between you and I, most of those systems are absolutely terrible. <laughs> They're horrible. And that's why I absolutely love the book Personality Plus, because Litauer, Florence Litauer, she explains in very simple terms, the theory behind the four major personalities. Um, by the way, just so you guys know that the concept of personality temperaments is it's, it's pretty simple. Basically, the concept is that every single person that has ever lived is a unique individual. No two people are identical, um, not even identical twins. So however, different people see the world in different ways. <laughs> so uh, if you kind of understand that, it makes it easier to communicate with people. Sometimes people have a different communication system. And if you understand that, it makes it a whole lot easier for us to know when we're communicating in, in, in an improper way for somebody. So we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And in addition, we all communicate in fairly unique ways. Um, so basically, the, the this book really explains how to communicate and deal effectively with people who kind of see the world differently than you do. And the great thing about this book is that nobody has to take a personality test. You don't have to take it. You don't have to answer a bunch of questions or anything like that. It's pretty simple. It's a very simple explanation that shows how to communicate with, with others more effectively. And, and since it is so simple, it is in my, my top 25. So the next book, which is kind of similar, but in a totally different way, is a book called Instant Rapport by Michael Brooks. And Instant Rapport is kind of the backbone of many sales books, leadership books, and communication books that have come since he wrote this book, probably in the 70s or 80s. Um, the, the book introduces the concept called neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, right? Sounds very mystical, but later motivational speakers like Anthony Robbins used the ideas that, that Brooks kind of developed in this book to create motivational empires. You know, almost everything that, that um, Anthony Robbins ever, ever wrote is really based on the simple principles that are that are in this this book. Most recently, there was a TV show called Lie to Me that depicted this deception expert who used the techniques that that um, Brooks kind of discovered to to solve crimes. Um, and by the way, you you could spend years trying to master these techniques, um, but there are a few major concepts though that are kind of easy to understand. And similar to the personality temperaments that, that we kind of talked about with the Litauer book, the, um, the Brooks kind of says, in general, some people are very, what he called visual. Some are auditory and some are kinesthetic. You know, for, for example, I'm a very visual person. I, 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 the terms that I use kind of depict that. I, I'll say, oh, I see what you're saying, right? That doesn't make any sense. I, you know, it should be, I hear what you're saying, right? But I'm a visual person. So I kind of use visual words. My wife though is very auditory. So sometimes I'll hear, hear her say things like, you're not listening to me or, 
Uh, and I and I've got to realize that once I kind of hear something like that, I have to realize that I've fallen out of rapport with her. Most likely, I'm communicating with her the way that I like to be communicated with, and I'm discounting the way that that she prefers. So, this leadership book is it's it's a fascinating study of communication and relationships. So, if you've never read the book, I would I would encourage you to kind of pick it up. And just so you know, it's just like a lot of leadership books and a lot of things. There there are going to be some things in that book that you'll go huh, what? <laughs> I'm not so sure that kind of makes sense. I don't think it's going to be that simple. And and I'm sure there's probably a lot of truth in that, but it's still, it's, it still hits my, my top 25 just because it's a fun book to read. And, and when you, as you're kind of reading through it and discovering some of the things that he discovered as well, it kind of, you kind of go, oh my God, maybe that is true because I have had situations like that happen in the past. And maybe that's why they're happening over and over and over again. Right. So you can kind of make changes changes to help us be more relatable with the people around us. All right. So the next books, I'm going to spend more time on this one, are the my best leadership books about selling skills and persuasion. Um, because one of the most important leadership skills is the ability to persuade others, to win people to our way of thinking. And in some instances, this requires actual selling skills. And in others, we just have to be able to win people to our way of thinking. So the books that I'm covering in this series are, are my favorites on selling skills, persuasion, that kind of thing. So I started off with one that's really, really simple to read. It's called The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. By the way, it's not a sales book. It's a, it's a novel, right? It's a story. So it's a little different than the rest of them that I have in the series, but it's kind of just like uh, some of the other ones that I that I kind of depicted early, like the one minute with the one minute manager and that kind of thing. It's a, it's an easy one to get started on. So if you don't think of yourself as being a salesperson, start with this one because it's a fun, easy read. So the story is a parable set in biblical times, and a young man falls in love with this beautiful girl from a wealthy family, but without money to support her, he's basically seeking out the best salesman in the in the world and basically asks his advice. And so the merchant offers some tips and some leadership principles that over time change the life of the poor young person into this really wealthy businessman. And he later is known as the greatest salesman in the world again, replacing his mentor, right? So the principles that Ogmandino teaches in this parable are, are they're kind of life lessons um, on how to become a better person, a better business person, a, a, a better mentor, even, you know, those kind of things. However, the teaching's really subtle because it's it, it's the story that really captivates the reader and carries us off into another time and place. Um, so it's a very fun way to learn solid leadership and persuasion skills. Uh, in addition, at, at the end, in Ogmandino fashion, if you've ever read any of his books, there's a surprising twist at the end that may catch you off guard now that I've kind of said it's there. You might be looking for it. You might be able to figure it out before it happens. But it's one of those things that that in the last couple of pages of the book, uh, don't read it, don't cheat. Yeah, you know, make sure I read the whole thing before you get there. That way it, it kind of hits home a little bit better. Um, so the next book though is one, this is my absolute favorite. This is the one I tend to give to all of my account managers, all of my um, consultants, all of my salespeople, all of my instructors, all the people that, that teach for the Leaders Institute. It's called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. And it's by a guy named Frank Bet Betcher. Um, and I, I got to say, this is, I, I would, I describe this one as being the absolute best sales guide of all time. 
because uh, out of all the books that I'm going to kind of tell you about, um, this one is by far my favorite. Um, it is really dated, just so you know. It was first printed back in the 1950s. And so some of the advice doesn't really apply as much in the digital world. Um, however, the brilliance uh, is, that that is printed in this book can, can help you increase your income exponentially. If you just kind of to you know discount some of the things that uh, that he kind of says that you're that may not fit in today's world the stuff that's in there it's just priceless it's, what, it's some of those things that can really really help you get ahead in the world um, it's often the first book that I encourage my professional consultants to read by the way this is the one that when, when I'm when we're um, doing sales training in the very early days of, of, of people coming into my my company it's the one that I introduced them um, and the reason why is because Betcher gets he gets the reader hooked just in the introduction. I mean, most of the time when you're reading a book, a lot of times people would kind of skip over the introduction. And this one, though, is one that really is captivating because he tells the story of himself when he was a professional baseball player. And he basically shows up on his first day of practice, unsure of exactly what to do. So he just watched the old players that were on the team and just kind of did what they did. He wanted to kind of fit in, right? And after a week, the manager of the team actually fired him for being lazy. And in despair, he got a job playing for this small-time Bush League, making, I think he mentions it, like 25 cents a week or something like that, some ungodly small amount of money, right? So he decided, though, that at that point that nobody was ever going to accuse him of being lazy again. So he went to his first practice with his new team with a ton of enthusiasm and pep. And then a short time later, the St. Louis Cardinals kind of called him up. And he was playing in the major league. And the only thing that changed was his attitude and his enthusiasm. So when his playing days were over, uh, he kind of used that same enthusiasm to, to become the top life insurance salesman in the world as well. So it's a it's a pretty captivating story. And some of the things that the, the tips that he gives are things that will help you get better organized, help you present yourself better help you be seen as being a more professional expert in your industry. And so lots of great tips in, in the book and, and a really good one to start on if you've never read any type of sales books. So the next book is The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, he's a very eloquent um motivational speaker who specializes in selling skills. I mean, he, he, he teaches a lot of different kind of things, but he got his background in sales. And so that's, that's really, I think, where his, where his heart lies. Um, so he's written a number of books. I mean, and, but the one that has a lot of great tips and, and is easy to implement is the psychologist selling. So you can, you can basically just read a chapter and pull out a nugget of wisdom and implement that in just a little bit of time. So one of my favorite things about Tracy's teaching style, though, is how he mixes in like funny anecdotes and analogies to make the training stick. So he's going to give you the tip and he's going to sell you something funny or something kind of um, 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 like a, he's going to use showmanship, even in the books. He'll use showmanship as a way to kind of make it stick. So he's that's really one of the things that he's really, really good at. So the book is it's full of great tips. It's also got it's also the kind of book that you can kind of pick up, gather a quick, simple tip and put that tip into practice like right away. And if you string a few of these tips together, you should see your ability to win more customers increasing. So the book has eight chapters ranging from setting sales goals to kind of closing more deals. Um, there's also an introduction that helps new salespeople kind of get their minds right uh, about what selling really is. 
And then he wraps up the book with 10 keys to increasing your sales. So lots of really good content in there. So if you're, if you're going to invest in a, in a sales book, that's one that's, that's kind of on my favorite list. All right. So the next one is called the Sales Bible, and it's by a guy named Jeffrey Gittimer or Gitomer. Actually, I'm really not sure how he pronounces his last name. I've heard it pronounced both ways by by different experts, and and I've never met uh, Jeffrey myself. Um, so I'm um, just so you know that the Ogmandino book that that I talked about earlier contains a few sales principles and a lot of story. So basically, it's it's a one long story, one really no, it's actually not a long story. It's a one short story with a few principles. Tracy's book has a series of really good tips with a few stories mixed in. This book, though, is literally what it claims to be. It's an encyclopedia of everything that you would ever know, want to know about sales persuasion, leadership, all that kind of stuff, all in, in one place. And I have to be honest, though, I have never been able to read the entire book cover to cover like I did with every other book that I've kind of picked in the series. However, in my early days as a, as a business owner and as the main salesperson for my company, I refer to this book a lot. I mean, it can, it can be effectively used as a resource book or a workbook. It's like a textbook for, for sales. So for instance, when I started my company, I had no customers. So I turned to the section on prospecting and finding new customers. <laughs> and then once I developed a few good clients, I turned to the section on building relationships. So um, Gittimer, he, he describes the book as a catalog and I'd, I'd have to agree with him. that This is a great guidebook to kind of teach yourself the skills of, of great leaders. So the next book on my list is Fearless Presentations. And the reason why I put this one in there is not, it's not just to be self-serving, you know, but I I do want you to read my books. I think they're fantastic books, but let's say, face it, most public speaking books are, well, boring, right? Most of the, most public speaking books cover everything under the sun. So they're impractical. So um, what, I, what I did when I set, set out to write the Fearless Presentations book is I wanted it to be a very simple book that dissects the an effective presentation down into just a few simple steps, something that anybody can pick up, even if you've had no speaking experience whatsoever, you can pick that book up and, and become a more persuasive speaker. So public speaking is a leadership role that very, very few leaders focus on, but it is a critical skill for business executives to develop. And, and the book provides easy answers to get presenters off to a, a better start, get them out of difficult situations. For instance, the book starts with 10 simple ways, things that you can do to reduce nervousness. And it also shows you how to design an entire presentation in minutes versus days or weeks. Um, and, and the book, it's also really easy to read. I mean, you can read the entire book from cover to cover in less than a couple of hours. Um, so um, influential leaders actually communicate with confidence and this book will help you be one of those influential leaders. The next book is actually one that's that's really fun. It's How to Sell Anything to Anybody by a guy named Joe Girardi. And if you're looking for a book with unconventional ideas, this book is really, really fun to read. So the Guinness Book of World Records back in, you know, years ago lists, he still lists Joe Girardi as the greatest salesman of all time. Uh, by the way, no offense to Ogmandino, if you if you recall a few minutes ago, um, but he, he Girardi um, was a, a car salesman for decades and he, he basically used 
people skills, the things that we talked about in the very first section, along with a lot of creativity to kind of stay on top decade after decade after decade. And one of the major keys to to his success was his follow-up system. Every month, each and every one of his over 5,000 customers got a personal note or a personal card from him. Basically, if he ever, if he, if a car that he sold to somebody ever needed service, the customers came to see him. They didn't go wait in line at the service department. Uh, he organized the work. He handled the warranty issues. He handled all of their insurance issues on their behalf. And often he even became their ride to work while, while their car was in the shop. So uh, again, unconventional types of things to do. But granted, some of these techniques were were uh, kind of a little out there. But for instance, he used to drop boxes of business cards into the crowd at ball games. You know, if you go to the baseball game, he'd go up to the very, get the worst seats in the place. And he would just kind of throw business cards in the air and let them kind of fall down over the, the crowd. Because um, he figured at least one of those people who saw one of the cards land would need a car, right? Um, I have no idea if that actually worked or not, but it was a story that he kind of told in the book. But if you want your sales team to kind of think outside the box, so to speak, give them a copy of Joe Girardi's book. All right. So now we've covered 22 of the top 25 books. And next week, I'm going to share with you a couple of the last couple of books that um, that will help you with marketing and and getting your ideas across to other people more effectively. And then I'm going to end with the absolute greatest leadership book of all time. And then I'm going to share a few books that often make lists of top business books. In fact, you may be kind of thinking, oh, well, why didn't he list blank and blank and blank? You know, well, typically, most likely those books that you're thinking about right now are the ones that I'm going to put in my what I call my bad leadership books. Um, By the way, it it just... (laughs) One of the things you have to kind of understand about books and people that claim to be experts on leadership is that just because a book sells a lot of copies and maybe it has great stories and maybe even some good ideas doesn't mean that it has great advice about being a leader. And, and if you're if you're an avid reader, you may argue with some of the conclusions that I draw next week, but it'll be fun to listen anyway. Uh, but let me give you my reasons why I picked those the books as the bad leadership books before you kind of discount the idea. All right, so we'll see you next week on the High Impact Leaders Podcast. Mm-hmm.